Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins uh, filling in. Tony is back tomorrow. Uh, Just quickly, I want to out myself for something, and then I'll move on to other stuff. On a different radio thing that I do, that I host, I'm the main host of, I introduced myself the other day as Craig Collins filling in, and then I felt immediate shame. Uh, because it had taken over, and I thought of myself as someone that loves to hang out with you here on this station, on this program, uh, when Tony is out. Uh, But as I said, he's back tomorrow, and I hope not to make a dummy of myself in the places that I'm not filling in, but actually doing a daily thing. I want to play a bunch of the Trump audio from his exclusive town hall sit-down with Sean Hannity. I I did think a lot of what was said was very interesting. Uh, Let me start here, though. I just enjoy this a little bit. Uh, Trump is a unique guy when it comes to taking shots at pretty much anybody. And he took a shot at Chris Wallace, and uh, I thought it was pretty great. Why is the mayor of Moscow's wife paying the Biden family three and a half million dollars? And he said, you shouldn't ask that question. I said, why not? And Joe was trying to answer it, but he couldn't answer it. It wasn't going well. And Chris Wallace cut me off. He said, you shouldn't. I said, I have two people I'm debating, not one. The one I definitely don't mind. But Chris Wallace, how's he doing lately, Chris Wallace? Not too good. Not too good. Like two people are watching this. Yeah, not very good. The ratings are not exactly high there. I love that. And you know what's actually funny to me? I will throw this out there, and I'll I'll say it in a um, sort of, I don't know, um, maybe middle-of-the-road kind of way. I thought what was fascinating about um, uh, Tucker Carlson doing his conversations with a bunch of the conservative politicians, a bunch of the Republican nominees for president or uh, Republican candidates for the nomination uh, who are not, in fact, Trump, uh, and how aggressive Tucker was, how he interrupted people. He didn't let them try to avoid questions go other directions, do whatever they wanted. And the audience went crazy for it. The audience loved that Blaze TV thing last Friday uh, that Tucker hosted. And I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, But there are times uh, when people who enjoy that also criticize those who interview uh, former President Trump and interrupt him and force their, their opinion on Trump. And I do think that in today's world, most politicians are difficult to interview because they desire to ignore your question and interrupting them seems like the most valuable way to go about it. And Trump is still very much in that list to me of guys that will go with a five minute answer instead of a one minute answer and cover seven different topics if you let them. So I do find it interesting and I I, um, enjoy his shot at, at Chris Wallace and how he's doing. But at the same time, I kind of think that some of that is what we're seeing from quote unquote journalists everywhere and that it depends on if you're a fan or not of the person that they're interviewing uh, more so than if you're a fan of the style of interrupting and forcing opinion into people's mouths. And also out of all the people that fight it, I think Trump does better than many of them did. Again, I would have loved to have seen Trump do the Tucker Carlson thing, but I understand why he didn't do it. He didn't, he didn't need it, but here, let's play this. Uh, This is more of Trump. This is him talking about Ukraine. How could you do that? I ended it. And Biden came in and he approved it. I put sanctions in. I gave the javelins, which are anti-tank busters. I gave the javelins 
to Ukraine. When they took out all those tanks, that was from Trump. You know what? Obama, you know, when they say, oh, Trump, Trump was good to Russia. I was the worst thing that ever happened. But <laughs> I still got along with Putin and he respected me. And I got along with Xi and he respected our country. Another thing I will say about the former president that that is true. And I know a lot of people that have certain opinions or, or maybe the Trump derangement people that are out there uh, that hate him no matter what, is that it seems as though, and I know he can hold a grudge, but he is willing to put things aside in, in ways and certainly with uh, leaders of other countries if um, it benefits him somehow and if he sees it as benefiting agenda that he has. And so he's he's willing to talk positively about people that he's annihilated and that have gone after him if those rules change. And he's actually demonstrated that more recently uh, this time running for office than I think I've ever seen from him. Uh, but it's something that he's always had in the back pocket that he could flip his attacks to be praise for you if he thinks that you've come around to doing things that that help him. So that's that's unique. Uh, there are not a lot of humans, much less politicians, who behave that way. I want to play a little bit more Trump. This is on uh, cocaine um, and the White House and all of that. That after just a few days, I was over. That's a big deal. Cocaine. Now, the cocaine, as they say, could have been worse. They could have gone to the the bioweapons. They could have gone to a lot of other Anthrax. things. But co cocaine's pretty bad if somebody's <laughs> taking cocaine and making decisions. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That I agree with that, too. Um, uh, thank you, Mr. President, uh, um, because I can't fathom, and I'll just say it this way, how so many seem to be totally fine with the idea that we don't know whose cocaine was left on the floor of the White House. And I assume we do know, and I don't know why we're not being told, but we can all guess as to what that is. Uh, because how could we not know? How could they not have enough surveillance in any part of the White House to not know these things? But what I think is hilarious is that that's somehow become politically charged. You could say that to a buddy of yours, and if they're on the other side of the aisle, they're like, oh, about the cocaine again. How did we get there where people can convince their political side that finding cocaine on the ground doesn't matter and it's being politically used by the other team so you can ignore it willfully. I, I don't think we've been there before. I know we've been close. I know there's a lot of people who probably duck their head, listen to whatever they're told, put on the mask, do all of the things in life that they are told to do. But I never thought it would reach the, the uh, version that we're seeing now where even just something as salacious in, say, a tabloid about a celebrity is dismissible in the world of pol politics based on your political opinion. It's sort of mind-numbing, to say the very least. All right, quick break, a lot more. Greg Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC.